Welcome to Time to Pray on Monday the 15th of June. Calm me, O Lord, as you still the storm. Still me, O Lord, keep me from harm. Let all the tumult within me cease. Enfold me, Lord, in your peace. Amen. We're moving from stories of the early church to what they were reading. And this week we're reading uh, some parts of Romans that don't in any way match with what we're going to do on Sunday. <laughs> but we're going to read uh, the beginning of Romans chapter 2. Uh, this today. So you have no excuse, anyone, whoever you are, who sits in judgment. When you judge someone else, you condemn yourself, because you, who are behaving as a judge, are doing the same things. God's judgment falls, we know, in accordance with the truth on those who do such things. But if you judge those who do them, and yet do them yourself, do you really suppose that you will escape God's judgment? Or do you despise the riches of God's kindness, forbearance and patience? Don't you know that God's kindness is meant to bring you to repentance? But by your hard, unrepentant heart, you are building up a store of anger for yourself on the day of anger. The day when God's just judgment will be unveiled. The God who will repay everyone according to their works. When people patiently do what is good, and so pursue the quest for glory and honour and immortality, God will give them the life of the age to come. But when people act out of selfish desire and do not obey the truth, but instead obey injustice, there will be anger and fury. There will be trouble and distress for every single person who does what is wicked, wicked, the Jew first, and also equally the Greek. And there will be glory, honour and peace for everyone who does what is good, the Jew first, and also equally the Greek. God, you see, shows no partiality. You are in God's presence. So read this again and let God speak to you through it. As we read through Romans, we'll see that Paul is writing to broadly two groups of people. There are those who are Greeks 
speaking uh, Gentiles, pagan worshippers who worship idols um, and by their own account now lived immoral lives. And uh, people with a Jewish background who had much more of an ethical background who didn't worship idols of course and kept the food laws and so on who were very proud of the heroes of the Hebrew scriptures um, and their what we might say ethnic heritage and so these two groups intermingle in the different churches uh, and Paul uh, has things to say to them both and individually where we are in the argument is things are building towards the passage we'll read tomorrow which includes Romans 3.23 all have sinned but this part of the argument at the beginning of Romans chapter 2 Paul has outlined the terrible wicked pagan behaviours that everybody now frowns on in the church and has said particularly now with the Jewish believers in mind you look down your nose you pass judgment uh, on these people but you are tarred with the same brush you conduct your behaviours in the same way because he will expand there's a sense in which they've looked to their position and privilege uh, the covenant the Torah circumcision keeping the food laws as their kind of safety net and not kept to the ethical requirements of the Lord in the same extent they depended on their position and privilege rather than how they behaved and Paul in this passage says that's a total misreading of how God deals with people God deals with people across the board in the same way he judges people by what they do now for us we could think about Jew and Gentile and all that kind of stuff for a moment uh, another time but for now the question is how are we behaving and that will run into what are we doing about the faith we say we have rather than our presumption that because we are whatever it is uh, privileged where we live by our background our position by our religious traditions what are these things we thinking will get us a free pass with God because it says here quite clearly that God does not show favoritism God shows no partiality he looks at us in one sense individually and sees what we are doing and this is a bit of a wake-up call isn't it this is just the beginning of the argument of Romans there's much to be said about grace but it starts with judgment on account of works how are we doing do we slip by on the basis of something that's been given to us or something we've done in the past or just by virtue of being here in this country at this time in this place God does not show favoritism God you see shows no partiality a sobering thought to reflect on that God looks at us and wants to see us today here and now turn to him
Father, we thank you for this clear warning that you look at us and not what has been given to us, things we've accumulated, but you look at us here and now and want to see someone who loves you and loves the neighbour. Give us grace, even at this moment, that we might fulfil all that you ask for us and will bring us to fullness of life. Amen. Let us pray together. Lord, because you have made me, I owe you the whole of my love. Because you have redeemed me, I owe you the whole of myself. Because you have promised so much, I owe you my whole being. I pray you, Lord, make me taste by love what I taste by knowledge. Let me know by love what I know by understanding. I owe you more than my whole self, but I have no more, and by myself I cannot render the whole of it to you. Draw me to you, Lord, in the fullness of your love. I am wholly yours by creation. Make me all yours too, in love. Amen. <laughs> 